Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number six of the Try Lawyer Podcast. Good day, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Trial Lawyer Podcast. I'm Casey Arbenz. I'm your host. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm a law firm owner and entrepreneur, and I am also a four-time Ironman. I most recently uh, qualified for and raced in the Ironman World Championships in Kona, Hawaii in 2019. I'm currently gearing up for Ironman Coeur d'Alene on June 27th, and I just couldn't be more pumped been having a great few weeks of training, and I'm going to talk about that a bit. I'm also going to talk today about uh, a fan request in terms of uh, a topic for the show. I, you know, we're slowly growing here on the Try Lawyer Podcast. We've got a few uh, more people downloading the the podcast daily, and we uh, soon. Um, well, we are taking requests for topics, and I've got a list of about 13 potential shows, which I plan to do and put out every week. Uh, this week, I want to talk about doing your first triathlon. A uh, good friend of mine, uh, one of our listeners, uh, name's Evan, local attorney here in my area. He uh, wants to do a triathlon, and so I thought, uh, and he, he specifically DM'd me and asked if I would do a podcast on uh, doing your first triathlon, and so that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience doing my first triathlon about 10 years ago, and, and some of the gear you need, and some of the training you need, uh, and just a, a way of setting your expectations for that first race, and if you're like me, you'll finish that first race, and it might not be pretty, uh, but you'll be hooked on triathlon, which is which is absolutely what happened to me. So anyway, um, in, terms of, in terms of my workouts recently, which is something I always want to talk about on this show... Um, I've been, I've been having a great week. I had a big past weekend. I did, um, although it was a bit of a, a down week, I'm, I'm doing these training blocks. So I do two or three weeks uh, hard and then a week that's uh, more of a recovery week. Um, and so I had that to look forward to this weekend. So I did, I ended up doing a three hour uh, ride, trainer ride on um, Saturday, which was, which was actually good and, and felt pretty easy compared to a lot of the four and five hour rides I've been doing. And then on Sunday, I just had a, a 90 minute run. It had a 20 minute block in zone, a little, I guess I would call it a high zone three um, period, which I ran at a seven minute pace. So most of it was zones one and two um, for 180 minutes, but I did do 20 minutes at a seven minute pace, which, which was hard, and, uh, but I felt good. And I'm, I can really tell that my training's starting to pay off. And then uh, Monday, yesterday, I did. Uh, I swam in the morning and then had a good hard bike ride uh, with uh, zone five training, 12 one-minute reps in zone five, uh, followed by two minutes of, of easy one-minute um, or two minutes of um, easy zone one recovery. And then this morning, I got up and swam again. I'm really feeling my pool swims lately, and I'm getting excited about getting in the lake and, and doing some lake swims, which I'll talk about here today. But it was, um, I've been focused uh, based mostly on the weather here in Gig Harbor, Washington. It's been cold. And so the local lake, Crescent Lake, that I swim in uh, is, is, I think, about 60 degrees. And I'd, I'd like to 
you know, go up a, a couple degrees before we start jumping in there. But so I've been pool swimming, but I uh, had another good swim this morning. And then I'm going to go for a little run here this afternoon and uh, have hopefully a very productive week this week uh, in terms of my training. I'm now, uh, let's see, I'm now six weeks or so from Ironman Coeur d'Alene. And so I'm, I'm peeking out. I'm going to, you know, work hard for the next four weeks or so, three and a half weeks, and then, and then taper down after that. So um, a lot of good stuff here. Also business-wise, family-wise, everything's been great. A lot of good family time as the weather starts to get nicer. I'm coaching T-ball, coached my daughter's T-ball team last night. I got 13 kids. They're cute. It is truly hurting cats out there, but uh, they're really all good kids, and it's fun to see them improve. We're on about our fourth practice, and we've had three games, and it really is remarkable how much better they're getting. And uh, my business is growing. Our law firm continues to grow. We're adding more staff. We're adding more um, really topics for growth and uh, regional growth, which is our, our primary goal. We're, we started in Tacoma. We've uh, we got a strong presence now in Olympia, Washington. We've moved into Bremerton. And now we're working on Seattle and Bellevue. And those are the kind of the, the big markets here in, in Washington State, Western Washington. And then our hopes are to move in towards Spokane, Washington, um, the Tri-Cities, Yakima, uh, down into Portland, Oregon, and into Eastern Oregon, and then over to Boise, Idaho, and work through Idaho, and then eventually uh, have a presence in all 50 states. So that's that's what we're working on. It's a very exciting time. Uh, it takes a lot of time. I talked about balance in a previous episode, and you really got to have it. You know, if I were to rethink that episode, what I'd probably conclude is the two keys to a, a balanced life, uh, if you want to be productive and stay busy, um, but also, you know, feel good and, and be able to put in that quality family time when you're also training for, say, an Ironman or a triathlon, I would say that uh, not watching TV is probably the easiest way to you know, save yourself a couple hours every day uh, and then go to bed early and get up early. You, know, you do those, two thing, those three things and uh, you're, you're set up for success. So um, anyway, today I wanted to talk about doing your first triathlon. I did my first triathlon, I believe it was in 2011, so 10 years ago. It was in Lake Chelan, Washington. It was the Chelan Man uh, multi-sport weekend. There was a um, half iron distance race, a Olympic distance race, a sprint distance race, a super sprint distance race. And I believe they also had a half marathon that weekend. But I only did the sprint distance as my first race. Going into that, I had never ridden a road bike, never once had clipped into pedals and I had never done an open water swim. And so um, going into my training for that race, I did do uh, in advance of, of the race, a couple of, uh, of rides on a road bike that I borrowed from a friend and I did clip into my pedals and I did what everybody does. The first time they clip in, they, you, you tip over a couple times and get a little scraped up. Um, so I, I learned that lesson. And then I did do a couple of open water swims also with a wetsuit on uh, at a local lake. And uh, that did not save me the, um, the issues I had with feeling like I was going to drown, like a lot of people do in their first uh, triathlon. But uh, I finished after cramping and walking and having all sorts of problems um, with the biggest smile on my face and a true renewed sense of athletic achievement that... I had lost, you know, since maybe high school and I became totally and wholly addicted to triathlon. I did, I think I did three or four more sprint triathlons that summer. 
and then have been doing triathlons ever since, you know, working my way up through the sprint ranks to Olympics to half iron distance, then the full iron distance, uh, and then getting to Kona. And it's really been a, a, a labor of love. I love everything about it. I love the process. I love the training. I love the gear. I love learning more. I love training with people. I love being inspired by the people I see at the races and their families. And, and it's really changed my life without question. If you'd asked me 15 years ago, if I'd ever do a triathlon podcast, uh, <laughs> if you asked me five years ago, if I'd ever do a triathlon podcast, even though I loved it, I would have said no way. But uh, here I am. And it's really a, a testament to how much the, the tri lifestyle has, has changed me and made me a better person, more productive. Uh, I, and I believe strongly a better husband, a better father, more healthy, feeling great uh, all the time. And it's, it's from that daily sweat that I get and that daily, uh, those daily improvements, those small gains, and then the, the, the idea that you've always got a race on the calendar, um, which is inspiring. In other good news, I also uh, signed up for the Ironman in St. George, Utah next year. I was moved, as any of you I'm sure have been if you've seen it, by the footage. Last weekend was Ironman uh, 70.3, so a half Ironman in St. George, Utah. And there's some great Ironman footage on YouTube that you should watch uh, without question if you have any interest in triathlon. If you've done a triathlon and you like triathlon, you'll love it. If you've never done a triathlon but you're interested in triathlon, you should watch it and you'll love it. The, 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 the race came down, the men's race came down to two of the most famous triathletes in our sport today. Uh, Lionel Sanders and Sam Long. And, and Sam Long's a guy that a lot of people hadn't heard of, say, even a year ago. But Sam, to his credit, uh, sort of took the baton and said, I'm going to put myself in the conversation with guys like Lionel Sanders and Jan Frodeno by challenging them and by posting things uh, heavily on social media, in particular YouTube. He did this King of the Mountain series about a year ago during the pandemic and started challenging Lionel Sanders, who was already probably the most famous guy in triathlon. Well, it, that rivalry went back and forth. Lionel posted some response uh, YouTube videos and started to talk about Sam Long and ultimately retook his crown as King of the Mountain on Mount Lemmon down in Arizona. And these two guys have been going back and forth. And I mean, if you love triathlon, if you love racing, if you love sports, if you love competition, Watching these two guys at Ironman 70.3 St. George last weekend, uh, it really doesn't get any better. It, it, it was close to the, to the Mark Allen, Dave Scott, Iron War um, from, from years ago. These guys in the last 5K are running shoulder to shoulder uh, to, towards the finish line, and they're running about a 450 pace, and it is incredible how hard they are working and how hard they are pushing each other and how much pain they're both in. Sanders ended up edging out Sam Long. He made a, a really aggressive move with about, say, quarter mile left in the race, and, and, and he just took the wind out of Sam Long's sails. Although, to his credit, Long's credit, he only lost by five seconds. So to have a 70.3-mile race come down to five seconds between first and second is crazy. And it was quite a race. The footage is unbelievable. Sam Long, uh, the original footage that was posted by Talbot Cox just had the race itself, the last 5K. Um, and then Sam Long actually did a narration of that, that showdown from his point of view that, that's absolutely incredible. So uh, great footage out there. 
I, I can't imagine if you're sort of thinking, ah, you know, I'd like to do a triathlon, but I'm not sure what I'm getting myself into. If you go on YouTube and watch that, that, that footage, uh, I have a feeling you're going to want to do a race. So let's get to it. So you want to do a, a, a first triathlon. I've had a lot of people over the years talk to me about this and uh, certainly have had a number of people follow through and do it. Um, I've had some people say, you know, I'm going to start with an Ironman or a half Ironman. And I, you know, I love that. And I know that there are people out there that that's how they started. Um, to me, it, it, it's crazy to do it that way. Um, and not, maybe not bad crazy, but just, just dangerous crazy. I mean, if you want to possibly change your life and, and fall in love with the sport and, and have a sort of recipe to always look and feel your best, I, I would say start with a sprint. Um, a sprint triathlon uh, is an 800 meter swim. It's a 12 or 13 mile bike, I think a 13 mile bike ride, and then a 5K. That's sort of the traditional sprint distance. So 800 swim, 800 meters, 13 mile bike ride, and a 5K run, so 3.1 mile run. Anybody who's active can, can do this. You can complete it. Um, and so, you know, you're going you're gonna to swim probably in a lake or the ocean. Um, there are some that do pool swims, but I don't think you quite get the triathlon experience if, unless you, you, you do face your fears and get in that water. Um, the bike can absolutely be done on a mountain bike, a road bike. Does not, you do not need to get fancy here at all for your first race. I did my first one on a, a used, probably a 15-year-old road bike. Um, I did clip in because I, I had done it a couple times, um, you know, like two times <laughs> before the race. Um, and, and that's fine. You could borrow a road bike. You could buy a road bike for 150 bucks, probably on, on, on Craigslist or uh, OfferUp. And, or you could just use a mountain bike or uh, a cruiser, truly. Um, it's, these, are, these are races that 13 miles flies by on a bike and um, you're, gonna, you're gonna know whether you love racing or not uh, based on that, not because you have all the top gear and you spent hundreds or thousands of dollars on it. You'll also, um, you know, you're probably not gonna win your first sprint uh, or even place, um, but you might, you know, but you it probably won't matter the kind of gear you have. It'll be more if you're like a really good swimmer, uh, possibly, or you're maybe a really good runner, um, or maybe you're just someone who has a road bike and you do a lot of spin classes. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So I'm going to walk first through the gear you need uh, to do your first sprint triathlon. Uh, and then I'll talk a little bit about the training and the time you want to give yourself to get ready for it so that you can have a great day out there and feel good. And, and, and frankly, if you do that, you're doing a lot more than I ever did for my first triathlon. And like I say, I still was totally hooked. I got 38th place out of 344 people in my first triathlon. And I'll never forget that because I was really proud of how well I did. But um, with, with even you know, a podcast like this in advance of it, I probably would have done even better. Uh, and I would have had a lot less anxiety going into the race. So just kind of getting started here, um, in terms of the gear you'll need, um, you, do, you do need a few things, and these aren't things that have to be brand new. In fact, every, all of them can be used gear um, or old gear, and, and you probably have half of it lying around. So for the swim portion, you need two things. You need, a, you need goggles and you need a wetsuit, okay? Probably 90% of races in North America are gonna be wetsuit swims. Um, if, if they're not, then you would wear a, uh, you know, just wear your bathing suit. That means it's pretty warm water, but most races want you to wear a wetsuit, um, and that's because they're safer, frankly. Uh, wetsuits, any wetsuit, will provide some buoyancy, and that'll give you a little bit of a, just extra confidence out there to know you're not gonna sink, you're not gonna drown, you're not gonna get hurt. Um, provides 
a little bit of warmth, which is nice because sometimes the water can be cold, especially if you're racing in May or June um, in North America. And, uh, you know, depending on your region, of course. And if you have questions about this, just email me. Um, I, I will answer your email. It's, it's uh, my name, Casey Arbenz. It's C-A-S-E-Y dot Arbenz, A-R-B-E-N-Z at gmail.com. And if you have any questions about any of this stuff, definitely hit me up. So uh, you, you, need a, you need a wetsuit. Um, you can get any wetsuit. I had an old surfing wetsuit. I grew up down in Southern California. I had probably a 10 or 15 year old uh, billabong suit that I wore in my first race. And it was amazing how much faster it was than not wearing a wetsuit. Uh, so I wore that in my first triathlon. You could go on Craigslist or on OfferUp uh, or to a plate against sports and find a wetsuit um, for probably $100 or less that you could wear and you could practice with a little bit. Or um, my wife on her first triathlon, the same one that I did, she actually rented a wetsuit from a local uh, running store that, that rented it. And I think it was like 40 bucks to rent the wetsuit for the weekend. It was actually a really nice blue 70 suit, which is expensive swimming uh, triathlon wetsuit. So um, you, you gotta get a wetsuit and you gotta get goggles. Um, I like Aquasphere goggles. You might look up that brand. Um, I think it's called the Cayenne uh, version. But you know, you just get a pair of, of whatever goggles. You can certainly go to Costco and get the Speedo uh, three pack for you know fifteen bucks. You get three pairs. Get one pair that's clear, one that's got a shade, and then maybe something in between. Um, and practice with those at the pool and maybe at the lake before your first race. But that's really all you need uh, for the swim. You don't need. Uh, you know, you probably get a swim cap. Most races provide you with a swim cap at the race. You don't need booties or anything else like that. You don't need anything crazy. So. Um, that's that's the gear you need for the swim <clears throat> for the bike the main main uh, equipment is a is a bike it can be like I say it could be a beach cruiser it could be a mountain bike it can be an old you know it doesn't have to be a, anything fancy at all it could be a hardtail uh, that'd probably actually be better um, I've seen a ton of people do sprint triathlons on mountain bikes in fact my dad at about he's 75 now he did a triathlon with me a sprint and he did it on an old mountain bike that didn't even change gears um, and he had a great time I and mean, he truly did he's a he's a stud i mean he's he's we call him the macho man um he did a great job on the swim had you know a slower bike because of the bike and then he went out and, and ran like a champ because he's in great shape so uh that that was and he still talks about it to this day and wants to do another one so uh any bike will do uh gravel bike road bike you know whatever you're comfortable with um, if you want to wear bike shoes and clip in, if you're good at that or you've done it before, then you should. Um, if you've got a road bike and the ability to, to clip in with some, some road bike shoes, I would, I would encourage that. I would practice, of course, a little bit getting clipped in and, and being able to clip out. Um, but if you're familiar with road biking at all, you're, you're, you're already you know, nine-tenths of the way there. Um, and if you can't, can just ride a, you know, a beach cruiser, you're, you're six or seven-tenths of the way there. Um, and you'd be fine and you could just wear your running shoes, um, save a little time in transition and just use those running shoes on the bike. Um, the only other thing you need really is a helmet, uh, at that point, I'd wear some sunglasses too, but any used old helmet or, or new helmet for 30 bucks would be fine. doesn't have to be anything fancy. Just, just a road bike helmet or a mountain bike helmet would do, would do you well, but you do have to wear a helmet in, in any race you do. They're going to make you wear a helmet. So. I mean, now you're two thirds of the way through the gear you need and you might be in for, you know, say 200, 300 bucks if you have to buy stuff, um, but you could certainly borrow it. I would personally loan anything I have to any friend that wants to do a triathlon 
uh, a first triathlon. And uh, like I say, there's no shortage of, of used goods available at, you know, sporting goods stores like Play It Again or, or Craigslist or, or Offer Up or what have you. So then uh, last thing you need uh, really is just a pair of running shoes. Um, they don't have to be anything special. Uh, you could go to Big Five if you don't have a pair. Uh, most people have a pair of, you know, Nikes or Adidas or, you know, Hoka's or some kind of running shoe that they've worn. Um, and that's, and that's really all you need for a 5k. It doesn't have to be anything special. Um, you just need a pair of running shoes. So, um, I like to, I like to race in a, in a hat, uh, and, and I like to wear sunglasses. Um, but those are things that you probably already have. The only other thing I'd say maybe you get, uh, is a race belt. And I could talk a little bit about that, but it's just a, a belt that wraps around your waist and it'll hold your, your number, your bib, um, your race number. So, and we, you know, that's something you don't need at all. You could just pin uh, your race number to a shirt, but a race belt's kind of nice because after you finish the bike section, you can just throw it on to run in it because most of the time you don't want to bike in that with that race number on, but you certainly can, and you can just attach it to your shirt um, at the race. So um, that's really all the gear you need, and truly, um, you're 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 ready to rock and roll. Now, in terms of training, um, I've kind of tried to map out a little bit of a, of a, of a game plan here. And, and I would be happy to share more secrets. I, I subscribe to the 80, 20, uh, method. There's a book, uh, called 80, 20 triathlon by Matt Fitzgerald that actually has training plans, but you don't need to go that in depth for your first race. In fact, you don't need to do anything except swim, bike and run, uh, a few times before the race to make sure that you have some confidence. Um, but even if you didn't, if you're in, you know, you're, let's say you're under 300 pounds, you're probably going to be able to get through it even with, with minimal training. But I, I wouldn't advise that. I would certainly advise doing, say, eight weeks of kind of getting in shape training before a sprint triathlon. But, you know, a month would probably be enough. So what I would suggest is that you do, you do some swimming at the pool, uh, wherever you're, you have a, a gym membership or a local pool. Um, I would, I would start doing some laps. And these don't have to be, you can do some frog kicking. You can do some, um, you know, breaststroke, you can do a doggy paddle, whatever, whatever you're comfortable with. But I would, I would get comfortable going back and forth in the pool. Um, you don't have to do flip turns or anything fancy like that. And I'll, I'll, I'll share with you. It's kind of embarrassing, but, um, this season, 2021 is the first year that I've been able to do flip turns. And this is, and so I'm, and I'm serious when I say I qualified for Kona, raced in Kona, and I had never done a flip turn uh, in, my, in my training at all. Maybe, maybe like a joking practice one, but I, I couldn't do them. I was scared to do them. I just did, you know, I just pushed off the wall every time. Um, I didn't do flip turns. And so I started swimming with some buddies who I previously swam at the lake with, um, but because it was winter this year, um, they were swimming at the pool and they basically said, look, dude, you, you got to learn to do flip turns now, but, uh, you can get a, go a long way with just pushing off the wall, uh, at the pool. So I would, um, I would recommend you start swimming, try to do it like say two days a week, uh, for maybe a half an hour at a time. And there's nothing wrong with just going 25, 20, whatever it is, 20 or 25 yards or meters to, from one uh, wall to the next. Um, and it's going to be hard the first time. It's always hard for me when I've taken some time off and just keep going back and forth, uh, slowly catch your breath in between, um, and try to build up your swimming. I would, I would think that you'd want to be able to do around, you know, 500 to a thousand meters or yards straight, uh, without a major break, you know, maybe a five or 10 second break between each length or lap. But 
Um, I think if you just put a little time and dedication into swimming, uh, you're going to be good. Now, if you're doing a super sprint race, which is only usually a half the distance swim, so um, you could sign up rather than sign up for a sprint race, which is that 800 meter swim. You could sign up for a super sprint, which is actually only a 400 meter swim. They have these races to entice people who are really intimidated by the swim. And so that could be a, a way to do it would be to go 400 meters and then you would have even less training, less issues. But just trust me when I say, even if you consider yourself a very weak swimmer, if you're wearing a wetsuit and you're out um, uh, there in a race, you're going to have enough buoyancy and you're, there's going to be people on paddle boards and kayaks that you'll be able to hang on to. There's usually a rope and buoys. So if, you know, you're not going to drown. You're going to be fine. But I would, I would suggest you know, getting some swimming in. Uh, at the pool two, maybe three days a week uh, for a couple months before that first sprint triathlon. And it doesn't have to be pretty, but just good enough to do it. Um, so that's, that's what I would recommend in terms of getting ready for the swim. Now, in terms of getting ready for the bike, um, the easiest way, I believe, is spin class. I, I got into spin class after I started doing triathlon, and I would go usually three days a week. I'd go Tuesday and Thursday at the local Y at lunchtime and do the spin classes, you know, they're 45 minutes, and that is absolutely perfect for uh, a sprint triathlon, even really an Olympic distance triathlon. I would also then usually do an hour spin class on Saturday mornings at the Y, which I loved. Um, since the pandemic happened, I haven't been doing my spin classes. My wife and I do have a Peloton bike at home, and so I do a lot of Peloton workouts. Pelotons have obviously blown up probably, you know, most of the people that are listening to this podcast who are interested in, the, in a triathlon Many of you probably have either a Peloton or, or a neighbor or a friend with one. But if you did Peloton two or three days a week, say 30 minutes to 60 minutes uh, any given day, you're gonna, be, you're gonna be well above the curve on, on cycling strength and you'll blow by people at your first sprint triathlon. So um, that's really what I recommend. Obviously, if you're a mountain biker or you're a cyclist, then you're gonna be in great shape to go out and do a triathlon. So, um, you know, that's, that's it. Just ride a bike. It could be a stationary bike or you can get outside and ride. Um, but, you know, you only have to be able to ride about, say, 15 miles. Uh, and you're gonna be well ahead because the race is gonna be a 13.1 mile bike ride. Um, and then lastly, it's running, and that's the, that's the part that doesn't really intimidate people. Um, it's a 5K. You know, everybody's probably done a 5K, or you could sign up for a local 5K, a fun run. Um, it's three miles. You can walk if you have to, 3.1 miles. You can walk as needed, um, and the pressure's really off there. If you're a runner, you're going you're gonna to crush the run section of your first triathlon. Um, and like I say, you just need a pair of old jogging shoes, uh, you know, a pair of shorts, a hat, and uh, some sunglasses maybe and a race belt if you want, but um, you're gonna you're gonna crush the run portion. And uh, so if you're swimming, say, you know, two, three days a week, uh, doing a couple spin classes, say two days a week, and you're running, say two days a week, uh, you're gonna do, you're gonna be well on your way. Um, in fact, you're gonna be ready within, a, let's say a month, six weeks, eight weeks, to doing your first sprint triathlon. So it's really easy to do. And I'll just tell you, like I say, I did my first one and I think my swim was, it was brutal. I had an absolute, I got out um, halfway, well, let's see. I, I don't know what came over me. I, I thought that I could just go crush the swim, uh, even though I hadn't really trained for swimming. I'd swam in the lake a couple times um, before 
And that's really it. So, I mean, you're, you're in great shape to, do, to go and, and do that first race. And I, I really encourage everybody to, to get out of your comfort zone. Um, if you're interested in doing a sprint, there's really nothing holding you back. Um, it shouldn't be the, the cost of the gear. Um, if you reach out to me, I will help you uh, obtain the gear you need to, ha to, ha to do your first sprint triathlon. And I'd be more than happy, like I said, to help you uh, with a training plan that will help you get ready and feel confident out there. Um, you know, my first race, I, I had, like I say, I had all the problems uh, that you would expect, but I finished uh, with, with the biggest smile on my face. And, and there's a, almost a, a spiritual element to it. I know that it was such a, it was such a battle to finish and finish strong. I was having cramps and everything. I was half running, walking, um, and felt like I was going to throw up. And then um, the endorphins that kicked in when I crossed that finish line. I mean, I've never taken any any drugs, but it had to have been like how it must feel to you know just just overwhelming, like maybe like heroin or something, where it's just like your whole body becomes numb um, and you're just so pumped for yourself. And, and by Monday morning, all you'll be doing is looking for other sprint triathlons on the calendar, or, you know, in your area that you can put on your calendar and keep this training going. And, you know, who knows in five or 10 years, you might be like me uh, hosting your own triathlon podcast, uh, having qualified for, for Kona uh, and, and really loving all things triathlon, driving your kids nuts, making them watch uh, triathlon videos on YouTube. So anyway, I want to thank you all for listening to this episode. It, it's been awesome. I'm really excited for people who are getting into triathlon. I hope you take advantage uh, of the opportunity if you have one. And uh, thanks again for listening to the Tri-Lawyer Podcast. We'll see you next time. Train hard.